everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Dark Dice, a free horror actual play podcast. Chills and thrills await in this creepy campaign, brought to life with a fully original soundtrack. Follow the heroes as they try to survive the exhaustion, stress, and cold in Domain of the Nameless God, the show's first season. Each new season will follow a new story and cast, including a mix of first-time players and folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Combat is edited to be condensed and enjoyable, while still playing true to the dice rolls. Every terrifying monster feels like it's actually in the room with you. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts, or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Happy Monday, everyone. Leanne here. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but before we start the episode, we just want to showcase a trailer for a show that we love, The Vesta Clinic. We absolutely adore The Vesta Clinic in this house, and if you enjoy the format of Tell No Tales, I'm pretty confident you'll enjoy The Vesta Clinic too. Instead of ghosts, you'll meet patients from all kinds of alien planets, getting snapshots of their lives, their problems, their cultures, alongside Dr. Underwood's own relationships and problems. It's equal parts heartwarming and fascinating, so we really recommend giving them a listen. Look them up wherever you're currently listening, or see our show notes for a link to their website. We'll go ahead and run the trailer now, and then dive straight back into Tell No Tales. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. Patient Icogrisk, Sarasaur and ex-captain of the 14th Guard of the Belt. Patient Maya, DPCC ID... 018 five five zero five due to 
Human. Troglodon. Patient. Auric auricacent. Calibumen. It says here that you're called Festa Clinic Secretary Bot AX736 Model 3.0. That's a bit of a mouthful. Sec. You want me to call you Sec. For the record, I'm not including Mr. Zyke in that list. He was actually sick and couldn't really help where he aimed his puss. We're in the vessel launcher. Stop, stop it. Well, because we're about to be launched into a vessel. All right, who's catching a sharp end of this pipette? Oh, you are scathing when you want to be. I'll use my doctor words when I remember what they are, okay? I never programmed you to be so... Oh, stop it. I was unable to elicit any growth in response to my presence alone, despite my colleagues' assertions that this occurred. See, see, this... This is why I wanted this job so badly. The Vesta Clinic is a science fiction audio drama about patients and their doctors in space. Episodes will be released every two weeks on Thursdays, starting on Thursday the 12th of May. You can find the show in your local pharmacist, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss us, or on most social media sites at at VestaClinicPod. We can't wait to share these stories with you. Wasting Company Time presents Tell No Tales Episode 16 Happy Place Audio Diary of Leo Quinn, Assistant to Frank Williamson, Director of Better Place, and I knew it. I goddamn knew it. I'm just saying, sometimes, sometimes, trust issues are a good thing. There I was, trying to set up a second date with Julia, but she's too busy going on secret little missions for Frank. Probably. Okay, the details are unconfirmed, but the evidence we do have is damning. Once they spotted Julia on the log, Riley did a little digging. The armory requires an authorization code for dispatchers to take out equipment. Normally, they'll have one related to the case they're working on, but on the rare occasion that there isn't a case, you need authorization from someone high up enough in the company to have their own code. Julia took out equipment for a solo mission out of hours last week using Frank Williamson's very own unique code. Which begs the question... Actually, no, scratch that. It begs so many questions. It begs all the questions. First, 
How did Frank know to remove Mr. Whitley just as I was about to interview him? Did he know about the recorder? In which case, why hasn't he made any moves to stop me before now? And that's just the Frank side of things. What about Julia? If she's doing Frank's dirty work, does that mean she's working with him? How much does she know? And how long has she known it? Is that why she was asking me so many questions about Frank and my work? And look, I know. I know this is unimportant in the grand scheme of things. I know, okay? But I mean, is that why she never called me back about that second date? Mm, Why am I like this? Is there literally any point in reminding you that it's customary to wait for an answer after knocking? Uh, I think we're long past that point, babe. Here. What's this? Oh, it's the result of the DNA test. Just as we suspected, you're my biological child. What does it look like, dickhead? There's a new case. Hmm, you're funny. (laughs) I know. I can't work another case right now, Riley. This is all too much. Look, what can we even do about Julia right now? All we can do is try and find out as much as we can. But that's not going to happen overnight. In the meantime, you might as well get on with what you set out to do in the first place. You managed to go out and interview ghosts while you were mooning over Julia. I personally don't see why you still can't carry on now that you're stressing over her instead. Will you stop? God, I can't believe I was going to go on a second date with a double agent ghost cop. We don't know that she's a double agent, though. She never actually claimed to be on our side. She might be working for Frank, but she might not know that it's against you. Plus, hear me out, I still think you should go on that second date. I mean, even if, I mean, even if she ever actually called me back, which she hasn't, what makes you think, why would I even- Jesus fuck, take a breath, Leo. I'm not suggesting you two continue to, like, actually date. I'm suggesting it could be a way to get more info. Especially if she doesn't know how much we know yet, you see? Well, yeah, because that's an easy thing to work into conversation at the pub. Hey, Julia, been on any rogue operations for my boss recently? Sure it is. Boy, I sure do hate having to go to work every day. Thanks, capitalism. Oh, you know who hated capitalism? Karl Marx. Where was it he's buried again? Highgate Cemetery, right? Have you ever been? Oh, don't roll your eyes at me. That was magnificently done. Doesn't change the fact that she still hasn't called me back. So it's a moot point anyway. So all the more reason to get back to work on interviewing ghosts then. Keep building the case against Better Place as planned. Don't you worry your pretty little head about Julia. I'm gonna handle it. What does that mean you're gonna- I'm handling it. Get back to work, you slacker. But- (sighs) Case NA number 1806. Category 2, case status, report received. Huh. Looks like another collection of anonymous tips in... (laughs) Oh. Oh, of course you did, Riley. So this ghost just happens to haunt my favourite place in all of London, in a case file that's over four years old? And, you know, it's a Total coincidence that they've given me this file just as I'm feeling a touch betrayed. Sure, Riley. 
You might pretend to be an ice-cold prick, but I see that secret softy. So, here we have a collection of reports of spirit activity in Kensington Gardens. Specifically in that one spot where the green parakeets hang out. You know, those bright green ring-necked parakeets that nobody can be 100% sure how they became native to London. Well, there's a spot in Kensington Gardens where if you go there, all you need to do is hold up an apple and you'll find yourself absolutely covered in parakeets in approximately three seconds. Maximum. Unless there's about 12 tourists nearby holding up slightly tastier apples, which there usually is when I go. Looks like the reports came in as phone calls. I won't bother reading out all the transcripts. They were all pretty standard reports of park-goers who felt watched, strange chills, and strange roosting habits of the parakeets. That's all the information they have, really. Because the report never came through any official or actionable channels, the case was never assigned to a research team, so we know basically nothing about who this spirit could belong to. Which is... not ideal. Downright terrifying, actually. I mean, they might have progressed to a Category 3 since 2018, and I am absolutely not ready to face a Category 3 yet. But I do think it helps that they've been hanging out in a very public place for years, and there's been no reports of anyone being hurt. <sighs> Alright. Fine. You win this one, Riley. I'll do my best to put Julia and Frank's rogue out-of-hours expeditions out of my mind and go talk to a ghost because, and only because, I get to be covered in parakeets while I do. Well, that was... Okay, fine, that was really nice. Thank you, Riley, but don't you dare make me say it to your face. I did have... Oh, just a mild anxiety attack as soon as I felt her presence, which... You know, standard. Just me sitting on the grass alone in Kensington Gardens, still cold and dewy because it was like 6am clutching a bag of apples to my chest while I hyperventilated. But honestly, I think she... I think she saw and understood that she was the cause somehow. I kind of felt her retreat. That helped a lot. Cleared my mind enough to remind myself that a spirit polite enough to back off probably isn't going to try and hurt me. So when I got my breath back, I stood, just me and her in the clearing, and I called out to her to let her know it was okay. I'll just play back both sides of the conversation. Hi, you here? Sorry for coming so early. I had to get here while it was still empty so that I didn't look like I was talking to myself. But it looks like I'm too early for the parakeets. My name's Leo. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, but I know you're a ghost. And uh, 
If you're willing, I've got a recorder that can capture your voice, if you'll agree to share your story. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow, um, nicely done. Uh, did you, like, call them here? Because that's a pretty nice afterlife gig. The almighty caller of parakeets. I'm gonna take that as a yes, then. Okay? Can you tell me who you are? Some identifiable details, if you're willing? <laughs> yes, that's a yes. You have no idea how hard it is to communicate when you can't be seen, heard, or touched, so I'm glad I got the message across. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay, um... My name is Mickey Hart. I was born 12th September 1973. I moved to the UK in 1991 for university, Oxford. But as soon as I graduated, I moved right to London. I mean, who wouldn't? It's my favourite city in the world. And then, I died when I was 35. Gas explosion wasn't pretty. But thankfully, I wasn't there to see much of it. A lot of light, a lot of noise, flash of pain, and then here. Years later, going off the changing hair and fashion, back in my happy place. And can you tell me why you think your spirit was tethered here? Come on, what a question. I mean, you see those birds, right? You get it. You bought apples. You've been here before. Don't waste those, by the way. No need. Look, uh, okay, let me see if I can do this without hitting you on the head. If I make the apple grow on that branch right there, when it drops down, it should... <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> okay, sorry. Looks like you need a sec to process that. <laughs> it's okay. Don't freak out. It's a lot to get used to. I know. Let me just keep talking while you figure out if it's safe to pick up the apple or not. Don't worry, I didn't poison it. To answer your question, I used to come here all the time. Whenever I had a bad day, when I was stressed, or there was a mild inconvenience or unbearable grief, it all brought me here. These birds squawk like a bitch, but after a while it becomes soothing, don't you think? It drowns everything out and not gonna lie they kind of remind me of home plus they're beautiful to look at <laughs> oh look there you go you're getting it. it looks like you've got a couple of friends there too okay and uh, um uh, hey little buddy um <clears throat> can you uh, can you tell me uh, a bit about your afterlife so far? Uh, oh, come on, pal. You can share the apple. No need to be a... Uh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No need to apologise, Leo. I get it. It's not your fault. These little buggers can be very demanding of your attention once they catch sight of an apple. My afterlife has been pretty much... this. I love it. I have some kind of weird ghostly connection with the birds. I can't really 
touch anything, but I can do weird stuff like making that apple grow from that very specific branch. I don't know, I, I have fun. Like, for example, take this. A few weeks back, right, there was this little boy bawling his eyes out, bloody terrified of birds, and his mum kept trying to coax him to hold an apple, but he was screaming so loud they wouldn't come anywhere near him. But I reached out to one of the parakeets, not really sure how, just kind of thought at it, and it approached, all tentative and gentle-like, giving the boy time to get used to it. By the end, his parents had to drag him away and only managed it when they promised to bring him back the next weekend. It's little moments like that. Like you said, it's honestly a pretty sweet gig. And I wanted to ask, I'm currently building a case that spirits should have the right to give or withhold consent with regards to removal by better place. Do you have any thoughts on the subject? Hmm. Well, I consider myself to be a peaceful person. And I've never tried to use this connection I have with the parakeets for anything other than good. But, with that in mind, if Better Place ever tried to end my afterlife, let's just say I'd probably be able to figure out a way to sick a squalling green army onto them. Great. Thanks for talking to me. And for the apple. Uh, just before I go, is there anyone you'd like me to pass a message on to? Or just anything else you'd like to say? No. Not really. Nobody left in this world for me anymore. That's okay, don't worry. But, hey, maybe you could come visit me sometime. For one thing, it'd be nice to have someone who knows who I am. That I'm here. And for another, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it looks like you could use a happy place right now, Leo. Hope that's not overstepping. So yeah, aside from being a little bit red for filth by a ghost I've known for all of ten minutes, that wasn't bad. I'll probably take her up on that offer, actually. She wasn't wrong, and I can see the appeal. I do love it there. And honestly, if that was my afterlife, I'd want to stay for eternity too. Especially when there's so many unknowns. Is there an afterlife after a spirit is removed, and if there is, does Better Place even move the spirits over to it? Yeah, I'd take the certainty of apples and parakeets and happy tourists any day. You know, at this point, why do you even bother knocking- Riley? You alright? Yeah, right. So, remember how I was handling it? I do. Yeah, uh, right, okay. Once again, I find myself in the uncomfortable position of, hear me out, admitting I was wrong. Okay. Somehow I don't feel satisfied, just concerned. Wanna tell me what's going on? I 
might have snooped through Julia's locker. Uh, don't give me that look, I get results. Anyway, I found this notebook, right? Kind of tucked away, wrapped up in some clothes, like she didn't want anyone to see it, which, in my defense, is an invitation for me to see it. Anyway, I took some pictures. Have a look at these. Jesus. And I thought I was paranoid. Looks like you were right to be. But this, this is full-blown red string, I want to believe, depths of reddit crap. What is she even investigating here? Kinda looks like, I don't know, everything? See, look, you're in here, but so's Frank, and there's... It's kind of an indecipherable mess, but I see the word warehouse in there a lot. So, maybe she's investigating better place, but maybe she's also investigating you. So, this doesn't actually tell us anything except that Julia's investigating something. Right. If there are sides, if it's us versus Frank, or us versus better place, it's... Well, it's hard to tell from this which side she's actually on. Great. Love that for us. Well, we've got photos of it now, right? We'll figure it out. But not right now. I mean, look at you. You need a nap. Or something. Or something. But, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Let's rest and regroup. Episode 16 of Tell No Tales, Happy Place, was written and performed by Leanne Egan. You also heard the voices of Phil Thompson as Riley Matkins and Michaela Hook as Mickey Hart. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to spread the word. Leaving us a rating and a review in your listening app of choice is a huge help. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at TellNoTalesPod. Links and information about transcripts can be found in the show notes. Tell No Tales is distributed by Wasting Company Time Productions under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening. And remember, the dead don't bite. <laughs>